This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Cortez Island Air was based in Gorge Harbor in the 1990s. That was before Richard Godfrey sold the company to Mike Farrell in 2000. Farrell relocated to Campbell River, but preserved the company's origins in its new name. Coral Air is short for Cortez Island Airlines. While it now operates out of Campbell River, Coral Air still serves Cortez. As operations manager, Shannon Quinn explained, Cortez Bay is our primary location for pickup and drop-offs, maybe three times in one day it could be. And then Gorge Harbor would be the second. We do a little bit with Manson's, but not as much as Girl Cove as we have in the past. Later that morning, Farrell confirmed that the two or three flights coming into Squirrel Cove every year are probably Coral Air. He added that most of the planes seen flying around Cortez Island are probably theirs too. There's a lot of different companies in the summer months that come and go. In the winter time, it's probably us. Mm-hmm. Of course, if they're doing something you don't like, illicit or making a lot of noise, it's not us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn explained what Coral Air has become. We're based out of Campbell River down at the Spit, and we got four airplanes in our fleet. We offer two Cessnas and two Beavers. Our Cessnas carry up to three passengers, and the Beaver aircraft carry up to six passengers. So all our local scheduled service starts out of Campbell River, and we service the Discovery Islands and Desolation Sound. During the summertime, usually starting around mid-May, We have three local scheduled flights out of Campbell River, and one is at 9.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m., and 5 p.m. departures out of Campbell River. So we go and drop people off on the islands, Desolation Sound, and pick up anybody that needs to be picked up and return back to Campbell River. During July and August, we offer a Vancouver scheduled service out of Campbell River, which services the islands and Desolation Sound to take people back and forth to Vancouver. We use Vancouver Airport in Richmond, just on the Fraser River there, as our drop-off and pickup location for Vancouver. So that will be a daily afternoon flight. We leave Campbell River at 12 o'clock, and we start picking people up in the islands, head down to Vancouver, And then we leave Vancouver at 4 p.m. to do the return flight home to drop people off at the islands and then end up at Campbell River at the end of the flight. Those are two kind of main services that we offer. Year round, we do still service the islands. We have our noon sched, the 12.30 p.m. to Brian Campbell River on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. We call those our mail days because we also service the Canada Post to the post offices on four of the islands and Discovery Islands. So those are the days year-round that we offer service to get in and out of the islands back and forth to Campbell River. I'm specifically interested in three islands, Cortez, Reed, and Quadra. Okay. How often do you fly to those areas? During the winter, Basically three times a week. We go to Reed Island three times a week because that's we service them for the Canada Post. So we're there Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, year round. Then during the summer, starting mid-May till probably late September, early October, 
we do daily flights to Reed Island, Cortez, and not so much Quadra because people just take the ferry. But we have picked up and drop off people on our Vancouver schedule. April Point is a good spot to pick up and drop off people. Or we do a boat to plane transfer, usually around Harriet Bay. What would be a typical example? Can you think of a recent flight from Cortez to Stewart Island, Sonora, anywhere up there? We've done a couple of flights like that for passengers in the past where we picked up on Cortez and take them to Sonora Resort. We always have people to call our office to get more detailed information logistically. We have to make sure we can fit that into our scheduled service. That's usually the cheapest way we can get someone from one island to the other island is on our scheduled service. The next option would be actually chartering out an aircraft, which we also offer in Corollaire. Sometimes, depending on the size of the group, it's actually economically better to charter a plane for a larger group than to pay for a sked seat. Last summer, we picked up a family, a group of four from Cortez. We dropped them off at Sonora Resort and we did the vice versa when we picked them up from Sonora Resort back to Cortez Bay. For that family, we did sked seats one way because that's the only available we had for the aircraft at that time. But their return trip, they were able to save a couple hundred dollars by doing the charter rate for the family. Just depends what the passenger actually needs. If it's one person, sked seat will be the more economical way to go. If you have a family or a group of people, then probably chartering the aircraft would be the better choice to go for a financial purpose. Our sked seats for the 2022 season start from 126 per person plus GST. That gets you, yeah, from point A to point B, whether it's Camel River or you're starting Cortez coming back to Camel River or on Reed Island coming back to Camel River. And 25 pounds baggage per person allowance on our aircraft. If we're over 25 pounds for baggage, I believe our cost per weight is $1.36 per pound extra. So, and that's just based on space availability because we are float planes. We have very small (laughs) space to store suitcases. So we definitely encourage our passengers with duffel bags or the small carry-on size suitcases to to fit on the aircraft. Usually when a person makes their booking, we, we do ask the questions about how much do they weigh and how much expected baggage they're going to plan to take. But we do emphasize the 25 pound limit for, for our passengers. What would a skid seat to Vancouver be? So our sked seats to Vancouver for the 2022 season start from $410 per person one way. Same rules apply, 25 pounds per person for the baggage allowance. And I think they are $2 per pound for excess baggage. Do you ever have flights going to the Clahoose Wilderness Resort? We do. So we started doing a couple of flights for them last summer when they opened up. So they fit quite nicely into our bubble of service that we provide in the Discovery Islands. So from Campbell River, we can get them to and from the resort, or we could pick up on Cortez and take them to Clahoos. And also from Vancouver, they fit in really nicely to, to pick up and drop off their passengers on our Vancouver skid service. So a skid seat from Cortez to the Clahoos resort, that would be 125, was it? It would probably be more because we are not departing from Campbell River. 
It's best for passengers if they need a situation like that to call our office or email our office and then we can give them exact price. Mike just came in. So if there's any more questions about the history that you want to know. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is Roy. Hello. Hello, Mike. So what I'm after from you, it's the story of Coral Air from the beginning to now. Like, what's the vision? What are you doing? How long you've been around? Where you've been flying to? That kind of stuff. Coral Air, it's actually spelled C-O-R-I-L. That's short for Cortez Island Airlines. Originated with a fellow by the name of Richard Godfrey on Cortez Island. He was based in Gorge Harbor and operated a number of years with uh, one Cessna 185. When did Cortez Island Air originate? Geez, you're really making me stretch. I want to say the early 90s. I remember Richard showing up at the time I was flying for Western Straits out of the airport. So that, that would have put it late 80s, early 90s. A big portion of their work was with, with fisheries. Back then, it used to be a, a lot bigger deal than it is now. And they did a fair bit of um, fire patrol. Now, that was probably their mainstay at the time. Richard Godfrey might still be on Cortez Island. Uh, he did live in Gorge Harbor. I heard a rumor he sold his place, but you, you may be able to find him over there still. I found a couple of older Cortez residents, one of whom remembers Godfrey living in the southeast corner of the gorge. His place was only accessible by water. There was a Richard Godfrey listed in the 2021 Cortez Island phone book, but it was no longer listed in 2022. Through a, a, a really long story and numerous adventures, I wound up buying Coral Air from Richard and relocating it to Campbell River Spit in 2000. So over the years, we added more airplanes. And a year ago, a year and a half, I sold out. And uh, I'm just around here for a, a little bit more to help the new management. How long had you been a pilot before that? I originally started flying. I got my original license in 1981. And uh, I think I started flying for work, I want to say 84, 85. When did you become the boss? Um, I don't think I ever was. I just was along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me some stories. Of trips, favorite trips, uh, uh, challenging trips. The favorite ones are to the pub after work. <laughs> Every day is different. That's probably one of the bigger attractions of this business for a pilot is it's not the same old routine all the time. I, I think probably our first really big thing that we dug into was um, flying live prawns. Nobody was doing that in any great volume and the whole purpose of the deal was to move them from the boat to the processing plant quickly and efficiently we got very busy very fast then in the peak year with the prawns before they changed and went into a new chapter we, f we flew over a million pounds of prawns in, in a five-week period with four airplanes <laughs> which uh, is no small undertaking the whole market and the dynamics changed. The, the biggest thing that changed it was the primary company we worked with stopped subsidizing the flying for the boats. So the, 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 the prawn company would subsidize 
part of the flying for the fishermen because it was worth their while because of the, the low mortality rates. But markets changed. The price on the prawns wasn't what it needed to be. Uh, so they dropped the subsidy, which basically took the wind out of the sails on most of the prawn flying. What about oysters? No, there's never been a call for that. And on the odd crab trip, and a very odd fish trip, but this was a very specific market and a very specific purpose. What do you mostly fly? People or stuff? People. Mostly people. But there are a few flights where we do some freight loads, especially for logging camps. And we might bring some equipment up for them or maybe a contractor that needs to fix and repairs things. So a lot of their gear and, and parts have to go up, but. It varies from year to year with what's going on in the world around us. Some, some years we'll get a, somebody that starts operating in our area. We might do a whole bunch more forestry work. There might be some movement with one of the aquaculture farms that comes into our area. It varies with what's going on. We get a really hot summer. That might mean we do more fire patrols and more bloom patrols. We have a wet, cold summer. Those get fewer and farther between, but that means there's more forestry work. If we don't have uh, pandemics, we do a lot of tourism. <laughs> when did uh, Coral Air shift from basically getting most of its business from prawns and forest fires and herrings and all of the above that you just mentioned to people being the main thing that you were doing? Actually, it's one of those things that when you're living it, you don't really notice it. Currently, yes, we might be mainly people, but it will shift back and forth again for the reasons we talked about prior. Is there anything that either of you would like to add? I think we're just very fortunate to work where we work. Like Mike said, every day is a little bit different than the last. Every flight's different from the last, even though we service the same area. So there's always variables that are changing, whether it's the people, the freight, the weather conditions, water conditions. Even though we go in and out of Cortez Bay maybe three times in one day, it could be different every time we, we go in with currents and boats and people moving around and, and things like that. So I think it's just very dynamic environment that we work in and that does attract certain pilots to the environment and just where we fly is a gorgeous place. I think it's, it's a great place to work and service and and we still get to go to a few remote places that still exist and, and provide a service for them, getting workers back and forth to lodges or private residences that they serve and moving contractors around, just being there for the public for in, in a more quiet, remote area. By the way, you know my lead is going to be that Cortez Air. <laughs> it's it where is. it all began so yeah absolutely it's still our backyard and it's still very important this is roy hales with cortez currents goodbye <laughs>